Hello everyone. My name is Vidisha and today I'm going to tell you a crime story not meant for those weak at heart. It involves the death of a young simple boy named Leo. Keep listening to know more about the gruesome details that follows. One breezy evening, two teenage boys, Marcus and Josh, were returning to the dorm after a stressful and tiring day. They were extremely drained out and just wanted to crash on their beds before dinner. They were the first ones to reach the dorm, and as soon as they opened the door, what they saw made shivers run down their spine. Hearing them scream, all the other students who were returning rushed into the dorm and they too were startled and stood frozen. There was a body hanging from the fan of the dormitory. It was their classmate Leo's body. The warden too arrived at the scene and after recovering from the shock, he immediately called the cops. Now the cops arrived within a few minutes and immediately brought the body down. Everyone at first believed that this was a suicide, but later the autopsy proved the assumptions wrong. The cops then began investigating the scene. They started by questioning Marcus and Josh, who were the ones to find the body. The door opened and we saw a pair of legs dangling right in front of us. We looked up and were petrified to see Leo's body hanging. After questioning a few other students and the warden, the cops prepared to leave. Josh rushed to them as they were sitting in the police car and mentioned that Leo had been facing a lot of bullying by a group of boys recently. The next day, the cops called the boys who were apparently bullying Leo for questioning. The boys seemed quite overwhelmed with the incident. Um, yes, we accept that we had been dragging him lately, but, but it was harmless and we had no intentions to hurt him. In fact, lately, things had cooled down between us. So, we are students and we could never have committed such a grave sin. The cops then asked them about the last time they saw Leo. The boys said that they had seen Leo during dinner just the day before he died. They also mentioned that they had gone to his room in the morning, but seeing a girl sitting there, they had left. The cops then went to the dormitory's watchman to inquire about the girl. Sir, I didn't see any girl on the campus that day. However, I did go to collect some mails. Uh, so maybe she must have come around that time? Since they didn't get enough information from the watchman, they went to the restaurant that was near the campus 
hoping to get further information. Yeah, I did see a girl coming out of the dorms yesterday. And I remember seeing her fighting with her boyfriend on the streets. The cops asked the owner if she knew anything about the girl's identity. The owner said that her name was Bethany and she frequently visited her restaurant. They called her to the police station to interrogate her and informed her about Leo's death. Hearing this, she broke down into tears and it took her a long time to recover from the initial shock. The cops then asked her about how she knew Leo. She remained silent for a couple of seconds, but after the cops repeated their question, she finally started speaking. He was one of my closest friends. I had gone last morning to see him, and today I come to know that he is. <laughs> the cops asked her to tell them every little detail she could remember about her last meeting with Leo. Leo had been facing a lot of bullying lately and he wasn't able to handle it anymore because he was very disturbed by all of it. I suggested him to shift to the nearby PG to minimize his interaction with the group of boys and so I'd gone to meet him that day to help him pack his clothes. The cops kept taking notes and then asked her again about her fight with her boyfriend. At first, she hesitated but then continued by saying, that she had been meeting Leo quite frequently in the past few days, due to which her boyfriend started getting upset with her. Seeing her coming out of Leo's dorm that day, he became furious, which led to the argument. Since she seemed quite disturbed about the whole incident, they allowed her to go home. Once she left, one of the cops said to the other, Sir, what if Bethany's boyfriend killed Leo out of jealousy? I see a strong possibility in that. The next day, the cops got a call from an unknown number. They picked up the phone and it was a random person who said with an altered voice, I have evidence that will help you figure out who killed Leo. I want to hand over the evidence to you because I want Leo's murderers to be punished. I will leave a pen drive inside the telephone booth near Starbucks at 12 a.m. Before the cops could say anything, the person hung up. The person sounded genuine, and so the cops decided that they will go to the mentioned location, hoping to get some solid evidence. The clock struck 12, and the cops drove to the location. They went inside the telephone booth and found the hidden pen drive. The cops had also put a CCTV camera near the location because they wanted to know who the person was. They watched the CCTV footage and were astonished to find that it was none other than Bethany. They went to Bethany's house and started by telling her about the call that they got yesterday. The dread on her face was very clear as she continued to listen. Thereafter, the cops told Bethany 
that they knew that it was her who left the pen drive. Hearing that, she started crying and didn't know what to say anymore. After a while, she said, I'm really sorry for lying to you that day. I was scared because I didn't want to get myself into any kind of trouble. The cops asked Bethany to explain what happened. Bethany said that Leo had gone to shift his clothes to the PG, which was a little away from the road into the woods. He might have accidentally dialed Bethany's number. When I was on the call, I could hear noises of people fighting. All of a sudden, I heard a loud noise as if someone fell and got hurt. After that, I think his phone got discharged and the call ended. Hearing the chaos, I got too perplexed and couldn't think of what to do. I was worried and so I tried calling him back a couple of times, but he didn't pick up. I told my boyfriend about what happened and he cautioned me to stay away from all of it. But the next day, when he told me about his death, Yesterday's chaos started making sense and I wanted to hand over the audio clip of the call, but I also wanted to remain anonymous. The cops thought that Bethany's words made sense. She also said that she couldn't identify the voices because they weren't very clear. They asked Bethany to stay back while they analyzed the audio with assistance from the forensic people. After the voice analysis, it was clear that there were two people along with Leo. The name Carl was also mentioned a couple of times. The name did ring a bell, but they couldn't exactly identify the person. They also heard Leo mention drugs, which was unlikely of him. The cops called Bethany inside and asked her, if Leo was ever involved in drugs. She decisively said that she has known him for a while now and that he could never be engaged in anything like that because he absolutely even hated the idea of it. When the cops mentioned the name Carl, Bethany looked startled and she said that the dormitory's watchman's name was also Carl. After this, the cops were sure that the watchman was involved in the crime somehow. The cops called the watchman again and began by asking him his name. But sir, I've already answered all your questions. The cops told him to stay quiet and only answer the questions that he is being asked. He then confirmed that his name is Carl. The cops asked him if he had anything at all to do with the crime scene. He freaked out as soon as he heard the words come out of their mouth. He remained silent and the cops realized that he would be a hard nut to crack. After a little thrashing and threatening from the cops, the watchman gave in. He fell on the floor and started crying. Sir, I have small kids. Please spare me. He took a while to stop crying and then said, Sir, I agree that I am guilty of lying. But I didn't kill Leo. I could never have. 
The corpse then asked Carl, "Who killed Leo?" It was Marcus and Josh. The corpse stood there, frozen, shocked, because this was not what they had expected. They took a while to grasp what Carl had just said, and then they told him to explain the whole story. He said that he used to supply drugs to a couple of students including Marcus and George. One day, Leo saw Marcus and George doing drugs after school and threatened to expose them. They were very scared and so the next day they told Carl about what had happened. Even he was terrified because he knew that he would also go down with them. He told them that they should go and threaten Leo a little so that he gets frightened and stays silent. Carl had seen him go to the PG all alone that day and so he told Marcus and George that it was the right time. They went after him but they were supposed to come back within 15 to 20 minutes. Carl waited for half an hour. and then got worried so he called josh they both sounded petrified josh then told him that they had started by threatening him which later turned into a physical fight they said that leo started fighting back due to which they pushed him hard and he fell and hit his head on a pole there wasn't any bleeding but his brain got internally damaged and his heartbeat stopped Carl freaked out when they told him this he told them to check his pulse they said that they couldn't feel his pulse and that his breathing had also stopped it was confirmed that he had died I cannot explain how scared I was and I also panicked after 2 minutes of me trying to calm myself I told them to bring his body to the dorm everyone was in the school that time I then helped them to hang his body in the dorm so that it looked like a suicide then I told them to go back to school and act completely normal Once the school got over, they should be the first ones to come back to dorms, so that they could act like they just saw the body. After Carl's confession, the cops took Marcus and George, along with Carl, into custody. They would be later tried in a court. and punished accordingly sometimes a small action can lead to a life changing event and many a times we don't intend to hurt someone but our anger takes control over our mind and leads to the situation getting out of our hands